The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowboy. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 21, 2019, and it's that time of year where we get ourselves in trouble. It's that time to break out the turban in the crystal ball as we look at predictions into the cigar industry. And we got a big contest for you. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. The views of David Garofalo do not necessarily... Oh, that's a different piece of paper. Uh, You're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. You know what my favorite part about the show is? For the next couple of weeks... Nobody's paying attention to me, so I'm not getting in trouble. Well, you're going to chime in. We're going get, to get your opinions and thoughts, too. You put nothing together? You have no predictions? I have a few in my head. All right. Um, let's get to the first cigar, because i got a lot to get to. So, Barry, what are we going to smoke? Well, today's first cigar is the Henry Clay Warhawks Toro, and it's manufactured in Honduras by the For Sale, Altatus USA. For Sale. The size is 6 by 50 and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, USA Connecticut broadleaf binder, and fillers from Honduras. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar will set you back $8.19, while a box of 25 is $179.99, which is a savings of almost $25 or 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. We are, uh, right now, the trade show in Dortmund, Germany is going on. Inter tobacco. We're going to talk about that um, on the after show um, because Cigar Journal has the awards and everything that happened last night. We'll get into that. But the who's who is there, and there is a buzz about Altadas going on there. Uh, lots of stuff uh, of we'll late, later talk about uh, Royal Agio, um, the European companies that are there. Lots and lots of talk going on there. Um, next year, I'm going to wait till the week after the Dortmund show before we do a prediction show because there's so much. There's happening. a lot of moving parts that happen. There's over stuff there. happening as I'm sitting here at the table. I'm telling you, as things is going on here, so there's, we're getting more juice as this thing is happening. So. Uh, We'll get to that. And um, Warhawk, um, this is Henry Clay. Henry Clay, Broadleaf Binder. Henry Clay is an old brand that I used to love um, with its broadleaf tobacco that was on it. Ugly and misshapen. But it it looks so ugly but tastes so good. Well, I was blown away when this cigar came out because it's so beautiful. And I'm like, really? This This is Henry Clay? Uh, it's using the broadleaf binder, so you're still getting some of that taste. So let's see if we do. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. 
Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Yeah, this, looking at this cigar does not remind me of the old days of Henry Clay. Reminds me of a Fig Newton is what it <laughs> reminds me of. I, the wrapper on this is gorgeous. Beautiful. It's the cookie part of the Fig Newton. It's right where the cookie and the fig. This meet. is care package, right? Everybody's trying this? Everybody's smoking All right, along so with don't us. light it yet. Try it on a cold draw because they're right. So what is this? They're right nonsense. It is a fig Newton. I said it. I'm right. Barry just agreed with me on the because he agrees part. with me 100%. Well, Jonathan, I think what you'd have to do is slice the fig Newton in half. But vertically. Scrape, yeah, and scrape the fig off of there. Right, just and so the cookie's moist from the you leftover the residue. With, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. Oh, my God. No, it's, you got it. Jonathan, I'm going to give it to you. It's what a fig I said. Because it, it's, it's nailed. It's exactly a fig Newton. You realize next week when he's not here, we're going to lose like five minutes of the show in each hour <laughs> because there's going to be no argument. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a dual thing. <laughs> yes, it was. It definitely was, without a doubt. Trying to talk over the <laughs> fact that you're not using your maiden name. We're going <laughs> to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Attaché. The Vertigo Attaché features a single jet, single action, easy adjustment wheel, and the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, all for the low price of $9.99. That is the Vertigo Attaché. They've done it again. It looks like a, the Jeep lighter, but it lights a lot easier because there's no spin on it. And it's a jet lighter, In single jet. I like, a, I like a single jet. I like, I a, like single a single jet. jet on like a Corona or a Lancero. It, a single jet on like an 80 ring gauge is... Well, on an 80. But, but for touch-ups... What do we got? We got a 50 here. Yeah, this is right on the borderline for me for a single. Yeah. But it's great for touch-ups. Like I'm one of those guys that need to have a single... If a you, double, a triple, and a quad, depend. I'll use whatever I'm smoking the proper lighter. Um, if so, you, so now it's very different. It is the cigar right away. Very different. Little salt, little baking powder, smoky, mm. like you're doing uh, barbecue outside. Yep. Uh, I got a text message, and I got to give my boy Scott Slade a shout out for this. He's in the he's on the Facebook, Facebook Live, right so he's hearing us. All right, so he sends me a text and says, "Small world, today I was on the Taiwan high speed rail listening to the Cigar Authority from last week. The guy next to me saw it and pulled out his phone and pulled up his podcast, and there was the exact same show." That he had listened to earlier. He gave me What's a thumbs up that, huh? and went back to work. What a small world it is. Oh, my God. I remember. We're international. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if I was ever on the train and saw somebody listening to that or something. I, I would be blown away. As much as I was the first time I ever was walking in Sarasota, Florida, and I passed a big ash uh, thing where people put their cigar butts and cigarettes mm -hmm. and things, and I walked by it. And I took a, I passed it, and then I took a step back to look, and there was a Dos Ombre cigar, which was my first <laughs> cigar brand I ever did, and there it was in the in Florida of all places, and I had a little store in East Boston. I'm like, oh my god, and there was no cell phones then to take a picture, and I didn't have a camera with me, but it would have been a holy macro. What's the odds of that? And Scott Slade just uh, chimed in. Hashtag true story. True story. That's nice. unbelievable. Unbelievable. <clears throat> well, what you're about to hear. It's not a true story. They may turn into true stories.
because these are educated guesses. They are not to be accurate. They're not saying that they are. Um, these are true. These are made up. You want to just play but, that disclaimer one more time there? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is an educated guess, hypothesis of information that we have acquired um, we enjoy over the past the year. We enjoy the rumors and the teasers. Yes. We like them. Some people push away from them. Cigar coop. <laughs> but uh, I like them. Thought we weren't They're mentioning in. anybody by name. He's a good guy. <laughs> he is a good he's guy. He's, he's, he's I like him. Um, all right, so let's look into the crystal ball at the cigar industry into the future. These are predictions, not facts yet. Hypothesis, educated guesses only. You want to put your turban on, or I got my crystal ball here. There is a glare on the camera from your bald head, so you might want to put. Going to put it over the head thing, yeah. I don't know that I could put it under. <laughs> You got, a right. big, you got a big noggin. There he goes. Okay, you look perfect. Right, right now, he's hoping somebody comes over and rubs his magic lamp. Yeah, you look like a fool. He's, he's ready to do a margarine commercial. <laughs> All right. We'll start off with mergers and acquisitions. They, want, will, they want, will, Right now, I want Jiffy Pop. I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the magic treat. Much fun to make as it is to eat. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so mergers and acquisitions will continue. We talk about it for the past few years, and uh, you have seen it. Um, maybe Barry's going to get to it this week on on uh, what's happened in the cigar world. But Royal Agio was sold to STG, which is Scandinavian Tobacco. Uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group uh, is the owner of General Cigar, with brands including Macanudo, Patagas, Glory Cubana, Punch, CAO, and lots more. Um, they have acquired Royal Agio, the makers of Balmoral, Panther, Malhari's, and they sold for $231 million U.S. dollars. Doesn't far seem less, like a lot. Yeah, far less than I thought it would be because you look at, maybe you look at Agio when you thought they were small, but this Panther, uh, Malhari's thing is a giant massive. over in Europe where they are right now. Uh, they are huge. They but own the, that market right. in Europe. But I believe that market is, is a lot smaller than we think that that market is, obviously. Because this is usually by a, 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 things are sold by a multiple of profit, mm -hmm. uh, which those cigarillos and things are highly profitable. And $231 million, my God, um, if it's 10 times earnings, you're, you're saying that they make $23 million a year. That's it. I would have thought a lot more, but STG said that it would take them two years to make back this investment. Two years, so two years. So it's be only profitable. two times. Wow! So stuff's going low. Mm -hmm. Stuff's going low, and I'm hearing stuff out there that, that's happening mm -hmm. right now, and we'll get to some of that. STG doesn't care about the premiums, Balmoral. Mm -hmm. This is my belief. Uh, I expect them to probably make it a CI brand. Right, and use for their online and look at, oh, this is a $10 cigar and we're selling it for two bucks. Right, and I don't think Balmoral, is Balmoral predicate? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we carried that in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. Because there's been a push recently. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, we carry Balmoral, um, and um, you you had a love affair, I believe, with Boris Winterman. <laughs> I wanted to be knighted. Yeah. That's well, not going to happen now. And he's handsome. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was part of the reason behind the sale. They didn't want to be accosted anymore. The, the fact of the matter is these European companies that come to the U.S. 
and try to operate here have had little to no success at all. And if he had just knighted me, I could have got behind the cigar and pushed yeah. it. Is all that right. too much to ask? Yeah. Um, so as I say that, you, you, you know, we, we're seeing a push now here on Villager and Toscano. Right. Two other European companies that are doing it. Um, Toscano recently had an IPO. In other words, um, raised money. Yep, and they increased their, their, their financial capital, yeah. I guess. So um, my first prediction is Villager sells to Toscano. Really? Villager sells to Toscano for the worldwide distribution on their brands and see if they get any juice in the U.S. and stuff. But um, that's going to be the first prediction. That's interesting. That would create a little interesting behind-the-scenes stuff because Rene Castaneda, who works for Villager, used to work for Miami Cigar. Miami Cigar is currently distributing Toscano. Don't you know somebody in Miami Cigar or something? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one, uh, Villiga to Toscano. Uh, you boys out there in Germany right now uh, watching the show. That's right, I said it. Villiga to Toscano. Let's see where that goes. Next up, Imperial Tobacco, Altidus, uh to a private U.S. manufacturer. Um, Imperial Tobacco is for sale, is, is selling Altadas, mm-hmm. both the Cuban side and the U.S. side, Habanos and uh, Altadas USA. Um, I think it gets split. Yes. And That's a given. I think we're going to be 100% right on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, or it would have to be a European company that was independently owned and did not have shareholders and things like that because that's the illegal part of it. That's the Helms-Burton Act that, mm-hmm. that is the, the reason for the sale. Whatever they say, that is the reason for the sale. Um, I would say this is going to a U.S. cigar manufacturer. Not just a cigar brand owner, not just a U.S. company, but a cigar manufacturer, somebody who manufactures cigars and handles tobacco leaves and things there, because that's a big part of the buy that's happening on the U.S. side of it. And it'll be a European entity, a private European entity, not in the cigar industry, that will own the Habano side or the 50% or possibly less of the Pano side, and that will be sold by May 2020 because they do have a deadline that they have to do. So this is going to happen quick. Um, so we'll be reporting on that and see how accurate uh, we are. Do you think that someone like uh, a George Padron or a Christian Aroa would have the kind of capital to be able to pull something like that off? Um, and I'm saying that do they, do, are they sitting on that kind of capital? No, but can they get that kind of capital? Because like anything else, you don't have the capital to buy a new house, but you have a down payment. So do they have the down payment to pull something like that off? The answer is yes. Christian probably more so because he had the payday when he sold. Yes. So yeah, I, and, the, and his dad's into tobacco yeah. because tobacco is going to be a big part of this. They're sitting on 150 million dollars worth of raw tobacco. Uh, which is a major asset. It's always interesting. The most major asset when of we, that company right now. When we see manufacturers together at multi-vendor events, who talks to whom? Yeah. For how long? Who doesn't talk to whom? Yeah. We, we were just at the anniversary party, and, and when the pictures came back, I'm like, you can, you can see well, the that, look and on that conversation <laughs> that you're thinking of right now. Yeah, yeah. I watched that happen. It was a 15-minute conversation. Yeah, yeah. So 
this is where a lot of it comes from. That I'm, I happen to be in the room. Those are two people that have no, really, no business talking to each other that I know of. Mm. Maybe there's something there. I don't know. Stuff's going on. People are talking. Hey, we could create a rumor. Uh, you know, Rocky and Padron went out for breakfast the next morning. What were they discussing over breakfast? Yeah. What? What? what I would like to see a couple of guys get together and pull us off. The problem is the egos. So you you got massive egos, and somebody's got to be the the head guy, right? There has to be somebody in charge, and that that's where it's going to have to be two different people that you know one person can take the step back of it. It's going to be very interesting of uh, who, who who those players are going to be, um, and that if it goes the way I think it's going to go, this is the way I think it's going to go. I will reiterate that once again, and maybe many times through the show. Um, because if anybody took a clip from this show or something, they said, look what Dave said happened. It's not what's happening. It's what I think is going to happen. I got the crystal ball. He's wearing this ridiculous hat. There's a reason for it. I'm only wearing the hat because you asked me to wear it. You're welcome. Bobby Davis, who uh, <laughs> she's a customer. Sure. I think she comes in to, goes into Seabrook all the time. I use her photograph in my book, David versus Goliath, How to Compete and Beat the Online Giant, available on Amazon, <laughs> wherever fine books are sold. Look like Zoltar. Ah. You know, from Big. You mean Zoltan? No, no Zoltar. Zoltar. The one in the in the little box you put the quarter in and it gives you. Yeah, and the little kid wished he was big and he turned into Tom Hanks. Well, I wish you were small. Uh, I'm getting there. I'm looking at myself on the camera. I look freaking thinner. See that? I use my one wish to I, help you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, who I once looked at as a buyer, I think now is a seller. Davidoff to sell. Davidoff, too, of all people. Get ready for this. Swisher. I don't know. Worldwide distribution, premium cigar brands, and now a force in the U.S. on premium cigars. Independently owned companies, both of them. If, If the strong rumor that Davidoff was acquiring Habanos... What, if that was the strong rumor, I would say you're out of your freaking mind. But that's not the strong rumor. No. The strong rumor is China. Maybe. Um, that's a I'm, ballsy I'm sta- prediction. I'm going to stand behind it. I'm going to stand behind it. Flavor bands, which they're talking all across the right. country. Yep. Right now it's going crazy. That is the bulk of Swish's business. They're in the premium end. And if I were them, I would get more into the premium end. They're not idiots. They're very, very smart people. And they're covering all bases. And the thing <coughs> is, you don't grow your flavored market right now. Imagine, you grow your premium market. Imagine if the, the, the Drew Estate company ends up surviving because of its premium end and not its right, acid, which is right. the vast majority of what sells yeah. is the acid stuff. Imagine if it flipped around. Well, they, they better start working. I think they have been working it. They've been working their regular stuff. They have been. Yep. And but then instead of, uh, instead of competing with brands like Camacho, they take on the, the look of Camacho. That'd be interesting. The whole thing will be interesting, and it, it is a prediction. Let's see what happens. I know my friends at Davidoff right now are throwing things against the wall and yelling <laughs> at me and stuff. Their predictions are just thoughts. Think about it. Think about You're it. You're already thinking about it. Casada. 
to sell to Jay Cortez Oliva. Cusada is the people, STG. They are um, Fonseca. Yeah, I think that Fonseca has a lot of pull. Mm. It was once a phenomenal brand. It's kind of lost its way. Sure. Um, I, I agree 100% that Cusada is going to go. Um, Jay Cortez, which is Oliva. Yeah, and you know Manoa is a family-owned company. That's a family-owned company based out of yeah. Belgium. It just it fits on every level. And um, Oliva's been sitting there on the sidelines. They've been putting bids in for things and losing. And uh, this one, I think, should be an easy slam dunk for them. And um, they they can. There's lots of brands in there. They can they can really market and, and work. They they got a sales force out there. They they can do it. So Joe Gut just chimed in on your Davidoff prediction. And he goes, he sees what Swisher did to the league of reputation. And he wonders if Davidoff would want to take a chance on their reputation. They wouldn't get. They, they don't care. care. Once it's sold, it's the, a commodity. There's no Davidoff left at Davidoff. Yeah, but it's still carrying the, the family name, the, the Zeno Davidoff name. That, there's nobody there that yeah. has it. There's not a, a Davidoff in the bunch. Um, it's no different than selling your car. You don't care who buys it as long as they pay the price. That you're asking yeah, but for. if you sell somebody's car, you don't want to see him running a demolition derby. If they give you the asking price, who cares? It's their car <laughs> at that point. I see your point. shit in the back seat. I don't care. If I was Swisher, I, I would. If I was Swisher, I'd move more into the premium. And where more premium are you going to get than Davidoff? You know, you see what yeah, they did I mean, with the prices with Liga Pavada. They went up there into the top. They did this. Yep. They brought it up. So they know where profit margins and things go. They're very, very smart. And um, this is a profitable company with, with the, the brands that they have there. Yeah, it will give you the trend. Not to say Davidoff the, wants to sell, yeah. but um, I don't know. I, I look at them. Um, it moves and things that they're making of, you know, a few years back when they – when um, they were out there really doing lots of different things. I looked at them as, well, they're looking to acquire companies. Now I look at them as kind of laid back and um, riding it out. They definitely don't seem as aggress aggressive, aggressive as they okay. used to be. Uh, Gurkha. Gurkha to sell to SDG. We're seeing, uh, as I told you back into um, a couple of shows back, uh, what is happening with um, CIJR, the big mail-order companies, um, cutting back on the amount of products they have, mm -hmm. cutting back on uh, the amount of inventory that they carry. Uh, they have definitely shaken up uh, three countries, yeah. uh, Honduras, Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua. Um, lots of people are laying people off, and it's all based on that. One of the per people I have to imagine that's feeling the pain right now is Gurkha. And the bulk of their cigars that they produce is sold through CI, yeah. STG, and they could basically walk over to them and say, you know, yeah. we're going to discontinue this or we buy you out. Without getting into details, we saw Gurkha struggle this week on something. So their, their footprint ah. is a, a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they did bring Jim Colucci on, who does have ties to to people people and he could be helping broker he could, the deal. He could broker the deal together, whatever. Um, it, it's certainly not going to go to JR, which is mm -hmm. owned by by Altadas, who's right. selling out. So they're not buying anything right now. They're not even buying cigars. Um, Altria, 
which is Philip Morris, which will be Philip Morris once again. Yeah. You know, I always say that they're Philip Morris when they separated the names years ago, but they are Philip Morris, mm -hmm. and now they're actually going back and coming out to everybody else and say, we are Philip Morris. They own Nat Sherman, and I say they close the premium cigar end. They close it. My thought at the beginning was, as I saw the changes of the brand names from Nat Sherman host series, for instance, mm -hmm. to host series, get the word Nat Sherman out. If they do do that, then they're able to sell that at, mm -hmm. after. Like we saw Dunhill. Dunhill had no choice but to close the right. cigar division. Um, they couldn't sell it off because the name is, is attached to it. Um, but couldn't they sell it off as a pre-predicate, uh, as a predicate-dated property <coughs> yep. that someone could perform a name change yep, to? Yeah, but they didn't. These companies that we are know so, of. These companies are so big. No, they didn't. They let it go. The companies are so big that this is a rounding error on them, and it's it'll cost them more to sell it than it will of how much they make with between lawyers and all that stuff. Although they have everybody on staff, so uh, but I say they let it go. Yeah, and even the just the real estate alone in Manhattan. Oh uh, yeah, you know they got that townhouse. As a retailer, let me tell you, you could sell that no, to a high rise yeah. and make a, a fortune on it more than you could selling cigars at yes. retail. Uh, I do it every day. Right. It's not that kind of money, <laughs> folks. Um, next up is AJ Fernandez. Um, I say he's for sale. I say definitely for sale. He's he's feeling the pain yep. as the online stuff that I mentioned. I say he goes to Rocky Patel or maybe STG, which which is the one he does most of the stuff for. But he may get butt hurt when they end up saying to him, okay, we're not buying your stuff or else you're selling to us. Mm -hmm. Screw you. And then Rocky jumps in and gets it for a good deal. That, that would make sense. The Rocky 100% would make sense. La Palina. I think uh, the days are uh, gone for them too. Struggling as well. Um, they sell off to STG. They could use that as a catalog brand and start having big names in the catalogs instead of these, these other things. And, um, you know, La Flor Dominicana made a cigar for Agio this year. Yeah, it was nope. a joint project yeah. between Lido and Boris. It was between Lido and Boris so much so that even John Connie didn't know about it till it happened. Exactly. So those guys are talking to each other without even talking. So also... Agio does the distribution for La Flor Dominicana in Europe, and that's about to go away. Right. So La Flor Dominicana now goes with General Cigar. STG. Something needs to be done with La Flor. They're having back order issues. They're having tobacco <laughs> it's not issues. The no. There's not the no. Cigar issues. It might be a bigger headache than they want to deal with anymore. And by cigar issues, I mean readily available inventory, not burn construction. I think STG wants to buy everything. The problem yeah. is there's going to get to a point where it's going to be illegal, that they're going to have a monopoly. Right. But I think they can handle people like Villaga. They can handle but people I, like La Fleur Dominicana. I think LFD is prime uh, to be bought. Mm. Somebody can up production, no problem. Will, yes. they, will they keep quality up there? Doubtful. That's how it always happens. But um, there it is of um, the uh, early on stages here. Where were my with time here? I'm going to say AJ Fernandez goes to uh, the Placencia family. 
AJ Fernandez goes to Placencia. Mm-hmm. Wow, because Placencia now has a brand yeah. and it's not grandfathered in. And that's actually, and, and they're in the tobacco thing. They're relatives, aren't they? Uh, that I don't Yes, they are. They're relatives. But I think uh, Placencia is going to be a buyer. And wow. AJ is a possibility. Placencia, they have money. They have money. They're doing good. Uh, as the cigar is doing good. You know Henry the, Clay Warhawk. You know when you get the it's a it's a box of pretzels. They're they're thick and they're hard. Yeah, they're like pretzel them. shaped. They're big ones. If you were to dip that in some white chocolate, that's what I'm picking up here with the. Uh, I don't know Henry about Clay the white chocolate, but I got Warhawk. the pretzels, salty pretzels, salty hard pretzel. Uh, yeah, the sweetness. You know, not the thin Quinlans, the mm. thick Bavarian pretzels. Bavarian pretzels. Mm. Barry's got it. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I'm just getting ready for next week. You know what? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm ending my vacation two days early just to make sure I'm here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, he nailed it, right? Bavarian pretzel. Yeah, he didn't Barry, use the word Bavarian. Barry nailed it. <laughs> Barry nailed it. This is. Um, by Not way, the I, grandfather's Connecticut. Our chat room just chimed in that AJ is the cousin of Placencia. Mm. Yep. Hey, maybe Hochi Blanco buys La Flor Dominicana. Wow. That's a good one. That's yeah, they co-op uh, fields. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Not that La Flor Dominicana is selling out. We, we had uh, Tony Gomez up here. He was happy and loved it and all that stuff because he knows the big check that's coming down. No. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, what's going to happen to the people in the cigar industry? Yes, we will name names. How about uh, tobacco, tobacco imports in the FDA? And what about mergers? That and a contest for our listeners. Stick around. That and more. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist.
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. 
the flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Nelson Afronso from Selected Tobacco, the company who made and manufactured Atabay, Byron, and Bandula. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There we go. We're back with predictions in the cigar industry. We got some right over the years. We expect to do it again right now. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. We are smoking the Henry Clay Warhawk. It's a Connecticut shade wrapper with the broadleaf binder. It is um, the Bavarian pretzel of the cigar industry right now, but I have black pepper too. There's a pepper component. It's got so, a little spice. So Bavarian with salt and pepper. And white, um, and white chocolate. I don't know about that. <laughs> There's a definite sweetness. There's an underlying sweetness that's happening. This is in the care package, right? Yes, sir. Everybody's smoking along with us. Yeah. Do you agree? Let Barry know on the chat box or whatever. And we'll tell Jonathan. So how my crazy boy he is. Dean Sampson shared the show. Thank you, Dean. You're the man. There we go. The man, the man. Uh, okay, let's get into mergers, okay? This is when one company teams up with another company and they become one. Um, a merger with Aroa, Christian Aroa. Say Padron. With JRE, which is Aladino, his brother. I put them near each other at the anniversary party. Seem to get along just fine. <laughs> well, they're brothers. Yes. They love each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing a lot of talking with each other. Um, it, they have two sales forces. They're doing everything twice. The- um, they have... They have Brands that will not conflict with each other. Correct. Not and, and that's price what, point won't conflict. Yeah, none of it. It's all on purpose. So it's all on purpose. Here's where I messed up during the interview with Husto. Who? Husto. <laughs> <laughs> I asked, "Does Christian have a financial interest in JRE?" It was the wrong question. What I should have asked is, "Does Julio, the father, have a financial interest in JRE and CLE?" Ah, uh, they're both named. In the same way. Right. Very much like a dad would say, okay, here's your money. You're going to do this. Here's your money. You're going to do this. Go out and conquer the world. And at a later date, we're going to combine these. It's both the initials of the two kids. Correct. So what does the company become? JCLRE? (laughs) (laughs) M-O-U-S-E. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I see that happening. Um, Merger. Tatuaje and Don Papin, my father, merger. That's basically happening without it being on paper. I mean, yeah, two Pete's sales not, forces, yeah. two everything. They, they're Pete's now based in Florida. Yeah, uh, I believe he's getting married next month. Yeah, this is this is ready to happen too. These, I, I say, twenty twenty for uh, both of these so far. Um, Fuente, my father and son-in-law cigars. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuente to buy the majority share of Ashton. We were, I just mentioned that to you on the break. Yeah. That's my boldest prediction. Now, they just so everybody knows that they already own, I believe, 30% of it now. Okay. I was unaware of that. Ashton, uh, Fuente owns 30% of Ashton. I believe that they buy the majority share in 2020 over 50%. 
and the rest of it in the following three years. And does it include? Because they move very slow in the Fuente side. And does it include Holtz? Everything. Because he already, own, he already I, owns 30% of that, I, too. I agree. Yep. Where does J.C. Newman fall into this? They go with it? Because at that point, there'd be no need to have a distribution company. No. You'd have your the, distribution from company. From spending the time we spent with Eric Newman and with his son now moving in and taking over, they're not going anywhere. They've been hundred up 120, 125 years anyway. It's pretty, but. You're setting it up awful pretty. No, get I a did. pretty penny for that. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're they fighting warehouse, the whole bit. It's their legacy. They're, they're hanging on, I think. Um, and a merger with Cigar Rights of America and PCA, the old IPCPR, mm. this will happen in 2022. It'll become one. They're both doing you the mean same 2020, 2020 as well, not as, 2022. Correct. 2020 20, space as well. As well. Okay. You're pushing that out of two years. We got two more <laughs> prediction yeah, shows before that needs to come. That out. almost happened this past summer, right? Uh, but it was delayed. Yeah, it bit. was a delayed for some ridiculous uh, other stuff that they were thinking of doing. That maybe that's going away. It's, it's going away for the year. Can I make a PCA prediction? Please. I think they're gone in three years. Completely. Completely. I think the cost to do business there is not conducive to business. I think you got the trait. They, 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 they could sell the building and then they could move to a, a rental and you, you go, got go to that again. TPE, who's going to have more manufacturers there than ever before. Um, it's also better for the cigar industry because it's in the winter, so you're able to gear up for spring. I think PCA. I, I, I hope you're wrong because we need an organization like this. And. Well, everybody needs to understand that the IPCPR or PCA is not a trade show. It has a trade show, and it's a part of their income. It's a big part of their income. But it is an organization of what was cigar retailers and to fight legislation and all that because we don't get that in TA. Their heart is in the, the other right place. The legislation, side, the, fi- shit. the legislation fighting side will remain. But I just think as the consumers know PCA, Will cease to exist. In they three w- years. every on every single issue. They wait until the government makes their move, and then they make a move. They've not played offense one I time. Know. It's so tough, though. I I, I know their <clears throat> their shortcomings and their their successes and the things that they do that people never even understand what happens there. Uh, I hope that's wrong. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't believe that. But that's that's Barry's prediction, not mine. Um, people and companies. And jump in anywhere if you guys got anything. So far, you've had little to nothing. So throw some stuff in as you as you go on. You don't have to wait till the commercial and say, "Oh." I, just- well, I didn't know if you had it yeah. lined up, and it turns out you had the Ashton <clears throat> lined up. Yep. Okay, people and companies. Jose Blanco to La Galera. That's a given. Yeah, We've seen pictures of. They're Jose- all givens, but none of them yeah, happen. Uh, if we shared a or a picture was shared of me of Hochi and Jose doing an event together. Um, I think Jose will become the face of La Galera Indian Head. Yeah. And if they're gonna if they're gonna acquire La Flor Dominicana, they're gonna need a face of the burns. And Jose's known. He can do his tasting seminars. And I think Jose Jose goes to work with his uh who is it, nephew? Cousin. Uh, cousin. cousin. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of cousins connecting here. Uh Barry Stein to Cigar Coop. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> yeah. Any truth in that? Uh, 
No. No. Be the first time that <laughs> someone demands demands that he get his stuff proofread before it goes online. You listen to this, William Cooper? I don't know. Somebody threw it on my thing. I'm not making this up. It's here. I didn't type it, but somebody... Uh, Are you trying to tell me something about my job here? Somebody has access <laughs> to my computer, I think. Mr. Jonathan Carney of La Flor Dominicana to Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust with Steve Sock. <laughs> <laughs> there is no love lost there. There is those no two. chance. No, you know what? They there was uh, there there is a vicious rumor floating around that they kissed and made up, and everything's fine, and that the um, understanding was reached that this was a good thing, not a bad thing. The whole uh, sweet tip debacle. I I, I disagree because if you listen to the Cigar Authority, you know Jonathan Carney called out Steve. And then the day after the he said, with all due respect, and so then, he could say and whatever then, he wanted. And then after the that. day after the anniversary party, Steve called out somebody without mentioning a brand name. Since then, and were, I'm they ta- say were they talking he to each other? Jonathan Carney. Since then, they were they talking in person. At the anniversary I party, them, I didn't see them talk. Since then, they ta- have spoken to, with each other in person. I purposely had them sit kind of close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by your seating arrangement. Oh, yeah. For the There's party. a lot of thought put into that. Yeah. A lot. Um, and, and why I say is if something does happen to the Florida Dominicana, say it goes to Hochi or something, he, Steve is a New Hampshire guy. Connie is a, is a main guy right. right up the street. He he definitely knows the players, and, and they both love the Patriots. Yeah, they're always posting. They stuff. both love meat. Could be a good right. thing. I thought you were going to get crazy. Let's go. Uh, Skip Martin and Steve Sacco merge and join forces to create the biggest ego cigar company <laughs> on the planet. I don't see that happening. No. I don't see. I don't. I think Skip would probably be okay with doing it, but I don't see Steve. I think they should. I way. think they should have a collaboration cigar. It would be so huge. It would be the geek of geek if, sticks. If Steve had a cigar made in that factory, a one-time mm. thing, 10,000 boxes that sell out in a day. <laughs> be a big thing. Yeah. Call it the uh, Skip Swatch or the, whatever the, you know, you have Cro-Magnon, uh, Neanderthal, whatever the. The Neandersquatch? Whatever the. Whatever the, uh, the Squatcherthal? Whatever the proper name in uh, in. in Terminology for whatever the Sacasquatch derived from that could be the brand of the cigar. The Micromagnon. <laughs> Micromagnon. <laughs> Are you a Cro-Magnon? That would be what it would be called. The uh-huh. Micromagnon, but the Crow would be a Q. <laughs> uh, Less Man, formerly Calibri, then Quality Imports, goes to Davidoff. Oh, that's interesting. Less Man. Less, you listen to the show. Davidoff. Less Les is definitely a player. He knows the players. He's good at his job. It's great. They could job. they could and he's a he's a natural leader. They could use a little leadership. I could see that. That could happen. All these things could happen. <laughs> I could see I lit, I we made them up, could see but that. They could happen. I could see that happening. All right. Right now let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. For what's, what's up? up in the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. 
And this week saw a second bill introduced in the state of Pennsylvania that would raise the tobacco purchase age in the state to 21. HB 1823 has been introduced by Republican Greg Rothman of Cumberland. Meanwhile, in the state of Florida, Republican Jackie Toledo of Tampa plans to introduce a bill this week that will raise the tobacco purchase age to 21, which comes as an announcement just four months after the last one failed. It should be like double jeopardy. Yeah. Once you fail, that's right. it. You're done. They just keep doing it. Alec Bradley finally has a new VP of sales, a Michael Sirota, who takes over for George Sosa, who resigned in May. And Eddie Guerra has left Altatus USA, where he served as senior brand manager for the cigar we're smoking today, Henry Clay, as well as Monte Cristo in Trinidad. And he was with the company for one and a half years. Mm. And lastly, as uh, alluded to before, uh, Agio Cigars was acquired by STG for $231 million. The sale still needs to pass regulatory committees, committees, and it could take up to next year to become official. And I'm also going to make a prediction. Yeah. Whoever Zev Kaminsky winds up with will be sold within two years. Zev worked for Camacho. Camacho was sold. Zev worked for Jewish State. Jewish State was sold. Wow. Zev worked for Agio. Agio was sold. So I should hire him. <laughs> if you look at the sell. <laughs> Uh, what about a little bit of a, an off-ball one where Aganorsa absorbs some of the companies that they make cigars for, like maybe takes on Illusion or HVC and pulls that into their umbrella of brands rather than making private labels for people. So they end up they buying just, somebody's brand. They, they buy make it, it anyway, exactly. especially if somebody's going to bail. Looks yeah. like they're going to bail because you're going to see some little guys bailing out now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop watching for that. That, that makes sense. Uh, upcoming events, upcoming shows. Next week is the No Mr. Jonathan show. Woo-hoo. It's also Studio 21's second anniversary here that we since we opened. Imagine two years ago we opened this. Um, and we're going to bring our barista on, and uh, we'll talk with him. I'm looking at him for the first time, uh, letting him know, and he's shaking his head, yeah. He'll punch a brick. He'll talk on the mic. It doesn't matter to him. He, he's up for anything. The following week, uh, first cigar I ever had. We uh, interviewed a whole bunch of people, uh, and we'll talk a little about that in the next hour, um, people in the cigar industry and uh, their first cigars they ever had, along with the panel. We'll talk about uh, the first cigars we ever had, and uh, maybe you'll chime in on the uh, chat box and let us know um, what that is. Following week, we have Richard Hacker. He's the guy that wrote the Ultimate Cigar Book way back when. And um, he has a new addition to it, and uh, he's a big pipe guy, he's a big cigar guy, uh, and he's a big liquor guy. And we'll talk about all those things, and uh, we'll actually have the winner of the contest that we're going to talk about in the next hour on there. So lots going on. We have Robert Wright coming in from uh, uh, King's Treasure. We have the people from Christoph coming in. We have Kurt <coughs> Kendall from 724 going to join us. That's what I'm looking forward to. And we have the 500th episode in 501 right behind it. So we're almost there. That's all we have to get to is 501. And after that, we're done. We got kind of blank sheet here because the decision will be made at that point. So we had somebody showing the Facebook Live chat room. Yep. And it's a, I'm going to call out that it's a fictitious account called Bart Maduro. Bart Maduro. Only has one friend. Okay. And there's uh, only one picture on his thing, and it's a cigar box. Okay. But he's saying the soccer skip will be called the missing link. Ah, I don't get it. If it was a collaboration between the two, you'd combine the soccer squatch 
and all the Cro-Magnon stuff, and it would be the missing link. Okay. It would tie those two together. All right. Why would, it be a, why would it be a fake person to come on to a thing? It makes you wonder, is there something in the works already? Ah, is this one of them? Could be. If it is, it's Skip. <laughs> but he doesn't listen on Saturdays usually. He's a Sunday listener. Yeah, yeah. And Steve doesn't listen at all. And then, supposedly, so then, then recites things that I said <laughs> on the show. Oh, Perdomo, the official <laughs> cutting brought to you by Perdomo. There we go. So what do you think? Final thoughts here on Henry Clay Warhawk. Hey, Ryan says if they join the businesses, it'll be called the button, the button, Dunbarton Tobacco in Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More like it. Yeah, they're troublemakers. I like them. I like troublemakers. Keeps it fun. Yeah. The, and, uh, and that's the idea of the show anyway. We're, we're stirring up some crap for, for no reason other than to... <laughs> To do it, uh, but the amazing thing that happens that a year from now we're going to look at and, and check them off. Oh my God, that happened! That happened. I wonder if some of them is I gave somebody an idea. Could be. Who knows? So, uh, getting back to uh, cigars for a minute, this Warhawk, something that it does that I used to love, I now don't care for. The flavor profile has been fairly consistent, which is indicative of milder cigars. There's not a whole lot of flavor changes. So you would call happen. this mild. Mild, certainly nicotine-wise. One to ten strength. Uh, as far as three? Really? I'm at four. I'm at five. It's always yeah. the case with so us. So that, makes, yeah, me, that makes me right, because three, four, and five, four is the average. No, but it, it is. this is what you would say, not your grandfather's Connecticut. I mean, it looks like it's yeah. so beautiful. It the looks wrapper like looks so light. It looks like it's right. going to be and a two, and it's got it a little and, more. Oh, it's, but it, but it's awesome. Fl- the, I love it. There's been no flavor change. It's been that salty pretzel with a little sweetness See, all the way through. That's because you don't retrohale. If you retrohale, you would notice there is some changes. Right now, there's a little peppermint schnapps going on and a hint of licorice. Mm, mm, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> little schnapps. You're not retrohaling either. <laughs> Shut up. A little bit. It's uh, It's got more to it than you would imagine that this cigar is going to end up having. I like it very, very much. Who made this? Who, who blended this? Was this uh, Rafael Nadal? Rafael Nadal was with the company when the cigar came out, so he might have had something to do with really? it. Really? Very, very good. Whoever did this, this is very good. It, not what I remember the first time I tried it, it was at TAA. And I'm like, Henry Clay, no kidding, huh? Well, you want to try one? I said, absolutely. And I was sold. Boom. You know, this is another one like the Aladino. The first time I tried it, I'm like, holy mackerel, this is, this is a good cigar. It is good. And see, without and going back to the complexity of the cigar, without the retrohale, complexity is like a two or a three. But once you have the retrohale figured into the equation, it's like a seven or eight. See, I there's I've, so much more going on with the retrohale in this cigar. When we do the evaluations, and push over the top there. No, no. <laughs> when we do the evaluations for Cigar Journal magazine, which I just turned mine in. Me too. I got two left. I look at the number of flavors I'm able to pull out, and that's how I do the one to five. So if I'm able to get Three flavors, it gets a three, and it's so fifty percent, right? This has no, not three fair. distinct flavors. That's not, a, that's not a fair judgment because that's maybe not what they tried to do. Well, whatever. And, that's and how that's, I evaluate them all. It's fair. That's how I do it. Yeah. That's why they don't write, that, a, write a lot of your things in there as I go through them. That yeah, uh, I've never seen Chinese pea pods in the magazine. I don't once. think I've ever written Chinese pea pods on the friggin'. I've seen some thing. of the things you write. Chinese pea pods would be an improvement. Yeah. You never said Bavarian pretzel with salt and pepper on it. You never said that. <coughs> yeah, I haven't finished I my re- wonder, I'm going to use that in the cigar journal. I, think. I often wonder why I show up every week. 
Well, we do too. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm not coming next week. That's it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, tobacco and imports, the FDA, and our big listener contest, where you can win a trip to Two Guys Smoke Shop's 35th anniversary party, airfare, hotel, and a VIP ticket. Also, we have a cigar that started out as a firecracker, but might be a dud. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solara becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. 
The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Hank Kellner and my son... Class Peter Kellner, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. This information is pouring in as we speak. Even during the break, I'm getting uh, lots of stuff people want to tell me. Uh, but we're back looking at the crystal ball and the predictions. Uh, the day before would have been good, but anyway, these things are coming in, and uh, we're back. And, of course, you can't share them, nor can you say who's sending them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> um, I can share one little factoid here. Uh, Mickey Pegg writes to yes, us. Yes, Mickey Pegg, who was um, out there as um, head of sales for a lot of different companies over the years, and he left the industry. I saw him at the trade show this year. I was shocked that I saw Mickey there, and uh, I said, you making a, your way back, or what are you doing? Well, oh, he, I'm just looking. He says, I heard 
Mickey Peg is fully back and he launching. Said, this he, is what he, he says. He, yeah. said he heard first. it. He types about himself in the third person. <laughs> uh, is launching a cigar in March 2020 with maybe ah. a teaser cigar coming out in November 2019. He has been mastering his Barry White as well. You heard it here first. So he he went to TAA one year, and he got up on stage, and there was mm-hmm. a band, and the band played a Barry White song, and he did the voice for it. He sounded like it. He was grooving, man. It was excellent. He does an excellent Barry White. Yeah. Hmm. Mickey Pegg. I don't know if uh, a lot of the people remember him out there. I'm sure the uh, cigar shops across the country remember it. So he's going to come up with his own brand, which is, how is this happening? People are coming out with their own brands, and yet there's this FDA thing that says you can't bring anything in now. you got to collaborate with somebody who already has a brand and change the name. That's how this has to happen. So there's a collaboration going on with somebody. Who would that somebody be? Well, the reality is that if you have a factory like let's say hochi's he's got to have oh yeah a metric s kind of of predicate brands that he himself may never be able to put back on the market he's got to dump them yeah they're valuable same thing with placentia so i wonder where he's going and um who who, yeah who who is he going to have make the cigar for him he has a lot of connections and a lot of connections with stores you can get these cigars in stores and stuff so good luck mickey Wish you luck on it. I got a, a little issue with my uh, headphone. If you can give it a little jingle. I got a crazy rumor. <clears throat> yeah. There it is. As long as we're pulling up crazy rumors. Yeah. Pete and Yanni go off to France. They buy a vineyard. They produce wine. My father decides to sell. Aganosa Leaf buys my father. Aganosa Leaf. They provided tobacco for my father early in the day. They had a major I lawsuit know. problem. As long as we're putting crazy stuff out there, I want to yeah. throw something really crazy. I don't, I don't, out there. I don't know if they even talk. I don't think they do. Yeah. Well, maybe Aganorsa buys Casada with Terrence's. Uh... Yes. Now that's a good one. That makes sense. That that could happen. See, I went with the crazy one, and then I threw out something ah, that didn't that, seem as far fetched. That's a crazy. Well, here's a uh, here's a cigar we're gonna go to. This is a crazy cigar, from what I understand. Something I haven't tried before. You guys all did because he gave you one, but he never gave me one because he said I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> I'll be the that. judge of that. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that, and and that time is right now. So what do we have here, Barry? Well, today's second cigar is the Mikaida Tricky Tracker, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. The size that we're smoking is a 6x48, and it features a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper over Nicaraguan binder with fillers consisting of Dominican and Nicaraguan Lajero. I'm nervous. Yeah. And the 6x48 retails for $11.99, and a box of 20 is $199.99, which is a savings of about $25 or 11% off the box price, at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Well, these are hard to get. There's only so many out there or whatever? No, it's a regular production. Okay. Um, he we- sent out the first batch. Um, they've sold f- fairly well. We and still have some. We have some singles left on twoguyscigars.com. <laughs> we have some singles left. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, Way to push and promote something. Next month, uh, the creme brulee should come back. And those are gone right about now. Um, I do have a uh, – you just your read there made me think of this mailbag that I've been holding on to for a little bit uh, through the Contact Us page. And Jason writes, uh, the subject being, the grammar police with a language warrant for one, Baron Stein. 
Hello, gents. At the end of each read, Barry always mentions cigar pricing, providing the per stick and box price. Yeah. When mentioning the box price, he always provides the discount, which is usually something like, and that's 12% off the box price. Yeah. Here's my gripe. It's my understanding that the discounted rate is taken off of the stick price. Technically, the box price has already got the discount applied. So 12% off the box price should sound something like buying a box will save you 12% off the stick price. Am I wrong here? Keep up the great work. Love the show and all the new changes. Yeah, you're nitpicking because the manufacturers don't say go ahead and discount the boxes 10 to 12%. It's the retailers that do it. Yeah. So it's a discount. It's still The cigar still has an MSRP. Yeah. So the box is being discounted. <clears throat> and the single is not. And this is so for next year. I, I'm glad mm. you responded that way. Mm. So next year I'll go up another point in popularity because now Jason hates you. Dave, the people on Facebook are making predictions about you now. I saw yes. that. Yep. So yeah. what are they predicting? I'm not going anywhere. David Garofalo opens a two guys smoke shop in New York City, buys yeah. Nat Sherman townhouse. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's, No. Yeah. He ain't got that kind of money. No. No, I can't do it, unfortunately. Uh I can't even put the deposit down on that one. <laughs> But wouldn't that be nice? It's beautiful. Yeah. You want your five dollars back from New last York week? City, man? Yeah, yeah. That's a think. tough place. Yeah. Okay. Tricky Tracker. This was the Firecracker blend, supposedly. Supposedly, and I, where the Firecracker I, was beefed up, this one has been de-beefed. This to me slightly. tastes nothing like the Firecracker. Really? But we'll get it. Maybe that. I'll like it then. You may. So let's give it a try. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. How's that cold draw treating you, Barrett's? It was spicy, mm. but not overly spicy. I'm going to cut those a little more. I'm a little tight here. Dried apricots. Mm. You know your taste. It's a little tight. Mine's a little snug, too. I uh, jumped the gun and lit mine up already. (laughs) All right. I'm lighting mine. With? We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Attaché. The Vertigo Attaché features single action with a single jet. The patented Vertigo big-ass tank, easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $9.99. That's the Vertigo attache. What would we call that, Barry? Attaches? <laughs> attache? Attache. 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 They were once an Indian tribe, but they got replaced by the Apache. Yes. If you say attache, kind of a little douchey, mm. it makes the lighter sound more expensive mm. than $9.99. $10 lighter. Kind of like saying Target instead of Target. Yes. Correct. Mm. Add a little French to yeah, it. As I light it, it uh, it isn't as tight as it seemed. I find the beginning of this cigar to be milder than the original Mikaida. It's not as strong as the firecracker, I'll tell you that, nope. because that bashes you in the first hit, so... This is not bad. No, I got into an argument with our good friend Damari from the Ashholes, stating that the firecracker is way different than Mikaida Tricky Tracker, and Steve Sacker actually agreed that the firecracker is more uh, front-loaded. Oh, it is. To begin with. Hey, Barry, never yeah. argue with an Ashhole. They'll drag <laughs> you down at their level. Absolutely. 
But I was happy I got vindication from Steve Sock. It's like wrestling with a pig in the mud. They like it. <laughs> they like it. All right, let's talk about what? Imports. Imports are next. Honduras takes the biggest jump in imports for 2019. In 2020, uh, they're already doing it for 2019, and I expect them to continue to grow more than anybody else. Smaller number, obviously, in 2020. And the DR and Nicaragua begin to drop. Now, the only numbers that show right now is up to March. It takes all that time to end up getting it. So I look at the numbers of March, and it doesn't look like it's bad, but I already know because I just know the players that are out there that the imports are dramatically dropped in Dominican and Nicaragua this time of year. So by the time the year ends, Nicaragua and Dominican Republic will drop in imports, and Honduras will go up. So that's interesting. We talked about the big layoffs in Nicaragua. Um, I'm hearing some of that, actually a little of that in Honduras, but a lot of it in Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic right now. Um, Fuente opens the Good Neighbor Plantation despite the unrest and others leaving from Nicaragua. They have opened it. So Fuente, which has always been a everybody goes left, they go right, and they've had a lot of success with that. Nicaraguan factories begin to open factories in the Dominican Republic and Honduras. So some Nicaraguan companies are starting to open factories in the Dominican Republic and Honduras um, due to political unrest in Nicaragua. A.J. Fernandez has made his first attempt, and my father will be next. Again, these are predictions. So something what you just said with the plantation being opened by Fuente in Nicaragua, when they acquire Ashton, they'll be able to produce the the Nicaraguan Ashtons at their own factory. Right, right. So some of these things end up, as I put this together, I go back and I say, oh, if this happens, this would happen. And that's how it exactly how, how I play around with this. Drought last year in the Dominican Republic will cause tobacco price increases. Prices are going up on Dominican tobacco because of a drought that happened this year. It's going to be uh, a bad year. Uh, so this 2019. cigar is probably going to become more expensive because it has Dominican Lajero in it, which is the most expensive. And also the because these mail order catalog guys aren't buying this inexpensive cigars, the price of the expensive go up. Because they got to get their money. They got to sell this cheap stuff too. And if they end up doing it, they're going to get the money from the other one. So prices are going to go up, I think, on all tobacco across the world. You know, if you could buy stock and tobacco crops, I would say the price is going to go up, but the amount that they're going to sold is going to go down. That's how a farmer has to survive, right? Sure. Uh, little factories will begin to close due to CI Thompson, JR cutting back on online uh, pushbacks in taxes. So um, that's what I think is going to happen too. Some little guys are going to go down. A lot of their entire production goes to these guys. And unfortunately, when the tail wags the dog or your company is um, all locked up into one guy that turns the faucet off, you're out of business. So it's always a bad thing to have just a be a, a supplier. How simple it is. Oh, I only sell to one person. That's it. But that guy shuts you off and you're out of business. So uh, we're going to see some of that. I, I already see some of that happening in the Dominican 
um, of some little, little guys, that that was their thing, and, and it's all over for them, unfortunately. Um, STG, Scandinavian Tobacco General, to lay off thousands in the U.S. and will begin to ship from the Dominican Republic and from other factories to consumers direct for lower costs. So the mail order guys, this is a prediction, are going to start selling, not in the U.S., but selling from the factory, and have their brands, other brands that they carry, shipped to them at their factory where they can uh, do the shipping. You know, we, we saw that years ago with the people that answer the phone. If you think the people that answer in the phone or answer in from Pennsylvania, they're not. Right. Um, the people that are shipping the product when you order in Pennsylvania are shipping from Pennsylvania. But now they can ship when they got to pay the taxes anyway. They're going <coughs> to ship from the country and pay less. So it's going to be a labor uh, thing that they're going to save money. You know, they they used to make the cigars in Tampa, Florida, right? And they make them now in Nicaragua and Honduras and Dominican Republic. Why? Because the labor costs are less. The shipping is going to go there too. Yep. Even late last year or early this year, I'm a little foggy on the dates. UPS set up UPS Direct. Yeah. In the Dominican Republic, so the infrastructure, UPS World. Yeah. So the infrastructure is yeah. already there for the direct drop shipment. Absolutely. Lower overhead, lower costs, lower employee costs, lower inventory costs and lower first sale into the U.S., the first sale, right? Right. Ends up being a lower cost, too. So all those things, these are predictions, but let's see how that plays off. If I was a betting man, I'd bet on that, but we'll see how that plays. Um, right now, let's look at the Don Raphael offer of the day. Where are we here? The Don Raphael offer of the day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And uh, I do have a, um, a video camera on my phone, as everybody does. So we could videotape this if you're willing to do it for $100. Lick a clean urinal. Clean urinal. And you can clean it yourself, or we got a guy that does that for $100. <laughs> I wouldn't trust the Jonathan guy Jonathan has to it. say yes, because he would have licked a urinal cake. Lick the clean urinal. We'll take a video of it. And we'll play it next week on the show when you're not here. And everybody will say, look at him licking the urinal. But $100 cash. Just go up to it. Give it a big lap lick. Can I pick the urinal? It's the urinal of Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua. Ooh. Dude, you shouldn't even be thinking about this. You said yes to a urinal cake. Yeah, but I was pretty confident you hadn't urinated on the urinal, on the urinal cake. Mm. We've all urinated in the urinal. Personally, I don't use the urinals in, in Two Guys Nashua. Because you were, sit when you pee? Because they were created for a freaking midget. The urinal's at below my knees. In Nashua? Yeah, it's such a low urinal. I find it completely the opposite. It's well, there too is high. The, there is the high one. The high one, I got to go on my tippy toes. Yeah, I don't use the you high one because it's rest. too high. You just rest it right there and you other, don't even have to use your hands. Other people there, there's a hair and I freak out. And <laughs> put your <laughs> hands crazy. on your hip. It's pretty boss. Wow, I find them too high. Yeah, one's really high and one's really, really low. The, the one that's really, really low is the only one I can use. <laughs> it's we're, not really, really low. We're on a goddamn cigar show. Can we talk about cigars at some point? No, I'm not. Uh, $100. I'm not doing, doing it. Are you doing it, Barry? No, but I'm going to cry. I'm going to call bullshit on you licking a urinal well, cake. Well, listen, back when I said I would lick the urinal cake, there wasn't real money on the on the. He needed the, the money. Ed Sullivan, you're in, right? 
No, thank you. Nobody's in for it. Ed Sullivan's only not in because he's not cleaning the urinal. All I know is this Don Raphael offer today showed everybody that you're full of shit. Because you said you were going to do the urinal cake and you won't do this. And he won't bring the tennis racket and I got to go to the store and buy a tennis racket so I can uh, hit both ears with it. Mr. Jonathan has one. He tells me his wife won't let him use it. Please. <laughs> Imagine it's going her with tennis that. Rackets. Yeah, it's her tennis racket. They're um, both hers. All right, so this page is done. I'm moving on to the FDA. Let's get to the FDA now. The FDA extends the deadline for substantial equivalence. Right now, it says they will not extend the deadline for substantial equivalence. I say they do. I say this is a very political thing, and it's going to wait till the elections are over, and we're going to get a little relief at that point. Well, last week we announced that Judge Mehta said something during the hearing that was in favor of the cigar industry. Yeah. So we'll see if that makes it into his final ruling. I think it will. There we go. So you think this? I got some legs here on this. Yes. I hope I got legs on it. Also, I think it extends the deadline for warning labels. We're going to extend that too. That that ends up being holed up. This is all political, and this thing ends up falling, falling through. We basically are a year away. Hopefully, we get the whole year. The election ends up happening, so the countdown begins. I think Trump gets reelected, then ex- excludes premium cigars from compliance. He gets reelected, then he excludes it. But that ha- the way that that has to happen is these other things have to happen. They have to be extended because it's so hard to actually turn it back once they do it. So if they can extend it, and then he jumps in and excludes it. And Makes I sense. think flavored cigars will take the big hit. Yes. Because of what's happening with vape and all that stuff that's happening, I think, unfortunately, we fall down with it. I don't think it's going to affect the flavored vodka market or anything like that. But I think because of, uh, and everybody looking at the thing, oh, uh, vape, I'm glad it's happening to vape and stuff. I think it ends up hurting us. And, uh, and I did a little bit of looking into this this week, and it looks like the thing that those kids have in common that are getting sick is marijuana. It's the right. marijuana. Everyone vape. owns rape, rape and marijuana. It's not the fla- they're going through this flavor band bullshit, but it has it has so little to do with the nicotine side of things and so much to do with the marijuana, but they're gonna let that go. Well, I don't think there's any nicotine added when they do marijuana. No, no, no. But it, it has to do with the they're, they're going after the flavored nicotine stuff. But they're loving marijuana right they're now. They're loving it. They're loving marijuana and they're not gonna touch anything that has to do with that. Uh, Well, as it appears, I just saw a story this week in Massachusetts that vape sales are down twenty five percent. Really? So I think quick. I think this whole news story probably freaked out a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's unregulated. People are doing whatever they're doing with it, so you don't know what ends up happening. But I'm telling you, as a as a cigar guy, it's affecting us too. And I think Swish is feeling the same way, that this vape is going to end up hurting flavored cigars, uh, or everybody that does flavored cigars, that uh, it ends up hurting us. That's why there needs to be a total separation between cigars and OTP, other tobacco products, especially when it comes to vape, because it's not even a tobacco product. So that, that needs to happen. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars 
with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> Guy needs to be sped up about 15%, and I think we're good. Yeah, we need to move the word inch. 4 by 44, 8 by 80. Anyway, she started movies such as Bizarre Midget Stories, Itsy Bitsy Bang Bang, and Titan Tiny. Is Bridget the Midget? But now Bridget the Midget's <laughs> next movie will be Bridget Goes to Jail, as police officers were called to the diminutive porn star's home after she got into a fight with her boyfriend where she pulled out a Swiss Army knife, jumped up, and stabbed him in the leg. Yes, we know this week is a little Jumped short. Up and stabbed him in the leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This week we know is a little short, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. True story. True story. Weak. Huh. Well, you're not here next week. He's going to bring his A game in because I need him. Um, we're smoking the Tricky Tracker. This is the Mikorita Tricky Tracker, and this is a Mikorita Plus, right? This is a strong Mikorita. It's more of a Mikorita than it is. I think the original Mikorita is stronger. No, no. Yeah. Do you, you no. ever lick a cinnamon sugar graham cracker? No. I have. I, I see where you're going there. So if you licked it and then... Just a little bit of lemon zest on the finish. I think it's more black pepper. I, I got the cinnamon. I got the graham cracker. Don't have the lemon zest. The black pepper is this on the retro hill. It's on the finish. There's definitely sweetness. Maybe a natural sweetness from the broadleaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that this cigar doesn't have a sweet tip on it. I, I detect nothing on, in that regard. Let me fully... <laughs> Blow it through your nose, John. Is it true that, that those words are going to come out of your mouth next week? No, the dance I'm, I'm actually shocked that it's not as powerful as right. I thought it was going to be. I don't know why he couldn't give you one. That he said, You're not going to like this. I do like it. I think he was being spiteful. Yeah. He, sometimes he's riled up when he comes in. Here. I don't know what it is. I, I, don't I, know. I, I, what I do to him. It could be just a volatile combination yeah. with you, too. He feels like he has to go at, at me all the time for whatever reason that is. Maybe he just takes offense to the but fact that you're But his new aggressive. national sales guy, uh, Jonathan Carney, uh, will have no <laughs> problem. We're going to stick with that? All right, let's go to break. When we come back, what are the tobaccos of the future? We got the crystal ball and details to our listeners' contest where somebody will win a trip for two to Two Guys' 35th anniversary, airfare, hotel, and a VIP ticket to the event where they could win, get this, $35,000, 35th anniversary. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. 
Rough Rider cigars. So there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name, Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. 
the nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Autorial. And we're back. We're smoking the Tricky Tracker, the Micorita Tricky Tracker, and looking into the crystal ball at the cigar industry. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I don't know if this is a good advertisement or, or bad. I like this cigar, and people know I don't like the really full-bodied stuff, but this is... Well, you haven't really got into the meat of the cigar yet, oh, really? so it could change. Okay. We're about at the, about the same spot, but I'd say this is a. Uh, I keep going to a very flavorful six or a but, seven but, strength wise. Yeah, I would say you're right when it comes to strength, but extremely flavorful. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is what I like. I don't like a strong cigar, even if it has a lot of flavor. But if it's toned down a bit with a lot of flavor, that's the best. That's the best for me. Uh, okay. Um, the uh, anniversary party, fantastic time. People came from everywhere, and um, we got thinking that um, you know we ask a question at, at, at the at the event, and uh, Ed Sullivan went around asking all the manufacturers a couple of things, but one of the things was what was their first paying job, right? So he got all the answers to it, and we listened to it, and it's an array of all kinds of different things, and said, why don't we do a contest where somebody will win, if they guess them all, there's 15 of them, um, they guess all 15, correct, I will pay for them a trip for one, uh, all expense, meaning airfare, hotel, and a VIP ticket to the event. And if they want to bring somebody, they can pay their way or whatever, but um, I'll take care of that one person that wins. But that would, if, if they answered all 15 correct, the first person to answer all 15 correct will be, or, en- th- will be entered into a drawing. If there's a whole bunch of if people. If there's a whole bunch of people. Then, right. the, then we'll just pull so, it. We'll say who they right. are, and we'll pull their name out of the hat, and that'll be the person the, that right. wins. There's Not one everybody. winner. Yeah. There's one winner. If, by chance, there is... Nobody that got them all correct, and a whole bunch of people got 10 correct. Let's say the highest number is 10, and there's a bunch of people that are 10. We'll do the same thing, but that person will win a VIP ticket to the event, but not Airfare Hotel. Airfare Hotel goes to somebody that can actually nail this thing. So we have the anniversary party, by the way, is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, and the grand prize at that event is a check for $35,000. It's 35th anniversary. Everybody can use mm. a check for $35,000. Uh, that will be the prize. You know how the game plays, though. We talked about it, that maybe I buy you out. Maybe you make money, wow. other money. Maybe you stay on till the end and you get the yeah. 35000 It makes me wonder whether anyone's taking a buyout on a cash prize. Right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, as long as you are getting your plane somewhere in the continental USA, we're going to handle it. If you're coming from another country, get yourself into the United States and tell us where, and we'll take you from the U.S. into Boston or the New Hampshire airport, and uh, we'll take care of everything from there. We'll get you to the hotel. We'll get you uh, to the party, and uh, we'll give you VIP treatment, and uh, maybe we'll even keep you for a few days and uh, let you uh, come to the show and tell us how right. it was. Now, there were, there were a couple of answers in there that are similar, mm-hmm. right? Pizzeria and Pizza Hut, for example. Right. You have to match it to the one who said... Pizza Hut. Right. And I I have my doubts whether Pizza Hut qualifies as a pizzeria anyway. Right. It does not. <laughs> then I think the other one that was similar was sweeping factory floors versus a gopher, I think. And yes. the one who says they were a gopher, you have to match. You can't say, okay, well, I was close. Yes, I had. It's, it's not the same. So there's no. 15 people. It's Carson Serino, Christian Aroa, uh, Eric Newman, Eric Wentworth. George Padron, Glenn Case, J.R. Dominguez, Justo Aroa, Nick Perdomo, Rocky Patel, Scott Weeks, Steve Saka, Tony Serino, Terrence Riley, and Tony Gomez. Those are the people. And then their first jobs are a whole bunch of different things, as you mentioned. Now, you do have to be careful, too, because each one of those things is listed under each person's name on that poll, right? Correct. So you just want to make sure you've got you got to keep click. track of what you've used yeah. already. Yep. Yeah. So what do you do? How, how do you find this bag? So if you go to the cigarauthority.com on the right-hand side, there will be a cute little graphic of people sitting around a board table with cigars and playing cards, and a graph that says first job. Underneath it, it says enter the wing. You click that graphic. It'll take you to the page where you can enter in your selection. If you're on via a mobile browser, you're going to scroll down about halfway through the CigarAuthority.com page, and you will see the same graphic that will take you to the voting process. Okay. Right. And And I I think the only job that wasn't absolutely unique where there were two newspaper people, newspaper carriers, weren't there, Barry, if you uh, have it up there? Newspaper delivery. Yes, there are two newspaper deliveries. Right. So that's fine. Newspaper delivery. Newspaper delivery. Yep. It's the same. Either one wouldn't wouldn't matter. Um, yeah, very interesting uh, different stuff. Uh, cargo worker at Taka Airlines, Sambo's <laughs> Restaurant. You got Frozen Food Company. There's a whole bunch of different things of, of what they did. Each one matches up with somebody. We'll actually play the audio because we're going to run this contest from right now up until October 4th, which is a Friday at 12 noon. Friday at 12 noon, October 4th. Eastern time. Eastern time. We're going to shut it off. That'll give us time to figure out or give Barry time to figure out who the the people are that won. And on the show on October 5th, we'll have the answers. We'll give everybody answers, tell who is the winner or winners. If we have multiple winners, we'll end up doing the drawing right there. October 5th is going to be the end of it. So you got two weeks from right now. To end up doing it. So if you end up missing a show, you got a, a, a shot back. So that's why we're doing it for two weeks. And um, that's it. 15 manufacturers, 15 jobs. Match them up. The closest uh, the person that does the most is going to win. In case of a tie, we'll pick a drawing. And that's as simple as it's going to get. And um, that's it, right? If I missed anything? I do not think so. No, I think uh, we covered it. We'll go through the disclaimer just to be safe. 
Uh, airfare from the continental U.S. only. All employees of the Cigar Authority and or Two Guys Smoke Shop are not eligible to enter or win and will automatically be disqualified. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. It must be 21 or older to participate. Yeah, why 21 instead of 18? And it's 18 in the state right now, but by then it might not be. Um, and part of the prize is a VIP ticket, which is an open bar right. at the event. Right, so we got to do that too. Good call on that. Um, so 21 or older, um, one entry per person. If we see multiple entries per um, thing, we're going to cancel both of them, and we won't even deal with that. Yeah, one one entry per email address. Yeah, um, and we're going to check your email address. If uh, if it ends up being a phony or something like that, it's no good. We need your real your real first name and last name. First name, first name, last name, and email, email address. That's all. First name, last name. So give us your real first name and your real last name because. We got to buy airline tickets with that, and uh, Joe the cigar smoker is not going to get you through to TSA. So, and, and so nobody says, uh, "Well, you didn't pick the guy that lives in Seattle, Washington, the most expensive flight." We're, at this point, we are not asking the people to submit their city and state. Yeah, we don't care wh- where you are, but I'm telling you, if you're in Canada, Rudy, and you end up winning this thing, get yourself to Washington State or whatever you got to do, and uh, we'll take it from there. Not going to deal with uh, flights out of the country and all that baloney that's going to happen. But um, and if you win and you don't want it, I don't know what. It's it's not transferable. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, non-transferable. Yeah. So you'll go on there and write that now. I am adding that right now. (laughs) Non-transferable. Okay. So uh, the game has begun. So get out there and uh, begin that. Um, What else? Okay. It's time for the matchup of the week. Matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And I would like to know if you would rather become a creative person or a technical person. Creative or technical? Which makes you more happy? Ed Sullivan, the technical guy. That's a a tough one. Because you are a technical guy. I hate it. But you're pretty quick with the dick and fart jokes, which yeah. I think is creative. creative. I, I think I would enjoy creative more. Uh, it's less likely to pay the bill, so. Well, I'm a creative person, and I'm not a technical person. Right. You're the opposite. Yeah. You're more of, crea- of a technical guy than a creative guy. Right. Um, I like being creative. I enjoy creativity. I, I love uh, love doing it. I don't think... I, I I know I hate technical stuff, so I got to stay with creative because that's who I am and that's what I like. And sometimes when I can't get the TV to turn on and stuff, it <laughs> aggravates me and stuff, but I still would choose the creativity part. I right. Like you it. could just make your own TV show oh, at that point. Yeah. Well, I hire a guy to change the channel for me. Whatever. I wish you were more technical. Yes, I, you do. I enjoy being more creative. So you're both. Yeah, I enjoy being more creative. Yeah? I like being silly with the jokes. I like being silly with the graphics. And I think a lot of people in the cigar industry are creative people. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with rolled-up tobacco leaves, folks, and some packaging things, some some marketing things that end Mm -hmm. up happening. I like it. I like seeing that, and I think that's what keeps me into this game. Jonathan seems confused. Yes, I can't. uh, I don't think I could give up the creative side, so... I'm, uh, I'm going to go creative. Ooh, a clean sweep. Yeah, creative. 
By the way, if you want to uh, see pictures from the 34th anniversary, they are now on twoguyscigars.com. Yeah, at the you'll very see, top, you'll, you'll see, see a link, 34th anniversary. Yeah, at the very, very and top. on the mobile, just underneath the free shipping uh, 150 graphic is a graphic for the 34th anniversary photos. You know what I want to say, too, is leave the manufacturers alone. We're having a little contest. <laughs> Do not be emailing them. Do not be finding them on Facebook and stuff and asking what their first job is. Leave them alone. They were nice enough to end up doing this, and they don't want thousands of people they're not going to remember what it was anyway because sometimes they end up saying, well, my first paying job, my right. first, which is what we're saying, the first paying job. Yeah. And what, whether it's right or wrong, the answer that they gave us is the answer. So, you know, listen, we're the final judge and jury yeah. on this thing. I'm giving it to somebody. I don't even know who it's going to be. I don't care who it is. I'm happy that you, you're going to jump in and, uh, and play our game with us. Um, but – uh, that's as far as that goes. Yeah, 30 years ago, if you were walking out of the peep show and you saw somebody mopping floors, he didn't admit that. No, he didn't admit that's what he did. <laughs> Do you know anybody that ever admitted that's no. what they did? I know somebody that admitted to being a fluffer, though, but I'll leave, really? that, I'll leave that alone. Anyone I know? Uh, no, but she had a butterface, so that's oh, all, all right. she could have been was a fluffer. Wow. We'll be having a conversation off the air, <laughs> Do we know her? No. No? All right. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get back to the crystal ball. I'm on the last segment of my crystal ball here, and I'm talking about tobacco. Uh, new tobaccos that will be prevalent in the future. Um, broadleaf from Nicaragua. We know broadleaf. We're smoking a cigar, the Tricky Tracker, the Micarita Tricky Tracker that's using broadleaf. As luck would have it, and as smart as Steve Soccer is, he acquired a bunch of broadleaf because he knew this is what he wanted. It was already getting in high demand. He grabbed what he grabbed, and he got it. I, from what I hear, people are trying to buy tobacco from him and everything. He's like, no way. Hold on to it tight because this is going to be a hard tobacco to get a hold of. He says he's got enough to keep this brand going. There's people that are out there. I know we just got in the, the La Galera. Um, well, did it come in yet? It's the- shipping next week. Okay. The uh, Animoy? Animoy. Yeah, it's Animoy if you speak to a Greek person. If you listen to Hochi, it was Animoy. Okay. I find it fascinating that you pronounce Steve Saka's name, Steve Saka, and you pronounce his cigar, Tricky Traka. Tricky Traka. What is it? Tricky Traka, like Steve Saka. It doesn't have the name on the cigar, first off. You wrote it in the notes. I know, but (laughs) I got the cigar in my hand, and it doesn't say what the name of this is. That's a mistake. It's the same band as, as the other one, except there's a color difference. Yeah. But wouldn't you put the name of the brand on yeah, the So we're smoking the Mikaita Red. Right. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It should have been a foot band or something or a secondary band yeah. that said Tricky Tracker. Tr- you said it too. Tricky Tracker. What is it? I, I, I believe Steve pronounces it Tricky Tracker. Tricky Tracker. Which rhymes with Steve Saka. Oh, Steve Saka, Tricky Traka. All right. Well, I'm going to go to the press release because he put the pronunciation key in it. Oh, uh, and, let's uh, get the real answer. We'll get the real answer. I thought this was an easy one. You know, I, I went through a lot of tough ones out there. <laughs> El Wawense, it took me years, and he comes out with the Maduro version and called it Wise Man. I'm like, oh, can I get those brain cells back that was all that effort put into there? Uh, all right. The correct pronunciation is me, K, Rita. Tricky Traka. Tricky Traka. 
The Traka is pronounced T-R-A-H hyphen K-A. Traka. 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 Ah. Traka. Traka. Like Steve. Whatever. Saka. Tricky Traka is more fun to say, and that's what I'm going with. <laughs> you can say however you want. I just thought it was interesting that you didn't get the fact yeah. that they rhymed. At what point did it become important to pronounce things correctly on the show? But is it T-R-A-C-A? Yeah, Traka. That's Traka. T-R-A-C is track. Ah, Traka. If it was with an H, then I would be Traka. But he yeah. wrote the pronunciation. I know, but I'm just and saying he told you look it to at us. it. Well, it's just mad he didn't give you it's, 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 it's also Wednesday people who pronounce things funny. It's yeah. also not English, so whatever you know of pronunciation in English may not carry to Spanish. And it, it means firecracker? It's a string of firecrackers that are set off at a celebration. Jumping jacks. Sometimes they, they run for a block long. Uh, back in the day when I was a kid, when you would buy fireworks illegally, uh, they were called bandoleros in the U.S. No kidding. <clears throat> it was a brick of firecrackers. It was like a roll that you would unroll. Oh, really? I don't ever seen that. And it would run. For a long time. In, in Brooklyn, it would run half a city block. No kidding. Yeah. So you lit this thing off, it would go off for five, ten Boom, 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 keep going. Yep. Now, they still have that? You see it a lot of Chinese New Year celebrations. Really? Every manufacturer in all three of the major countries seem to be leaning toward growing their own shade-grown tobacco as well while we're on tobaccos. Yep. Nick Perdomo alluded to it. Well, I'm, I'm on Broadleaf Nicaraguan right now, but that's okay. Broadleaf Nicaraguan. I don't have your notes. I have my notes. All right. Yeah, there's Honduran shade being grown Correct. now. Okay, right now, Broadleaf Nicaraguan. Because Nicaraguan is so hard to get, we're talking other people making broadleaf. It's going to be a big deal, and people are going to use it. Uh, I think they're unhappy with the Pennsylvania broadleaf that's there. It's too ugly. You can't it, use yeah, it as wrapper. It has more of a mineral type yeah, to it. Smaller leaves, too, I but, think. You know, you, you can see all the things they end up trying, and then all of a sudden, the Nicaraguan broadleaf, and they're like, wow. I just hear all the different manufacturers all looking at this as the next holy grail i'm going to be using this stuff because well, they ain't getting nicaraguan broad they ain't getting connecticut broadleaf and it costs more money especially with the success they've had at engineering soil specifically in nicaragua and, and a little bit in honduras with um the aroas working with bear but being able to change the soil composite to be exactly what you need to grow that leaf they should be able to duplicate the Connecticut River Valley to the mineral. We'll see. We'll see. Haven't had anything with it yet. Um, Dominican broadleaf coming. Now, Dominican broadleaf, yes, I have had it. Just just as a little purito, yeah. it's not going to work. No, it's too thick. It's too veiny. It's not working. From what I've seen. Yeah. The people that I know who tried it, bought some, playing with it. Each one of them, it reminds me of Havana 2000 when it first came out. That doesn't burn. Doesn't work. And, and they're saying, wow, this isn't going to happen. And there's a whole bunch of it around. So you got to worry about that. Um, Dominican Broadleaf, so far, until somebody proves me otherwise, uh, it's, it's not working. But what may work is going to be African Broadleaf. Ah. African Broadleaf. And it's being and the soil grows. They can grow Cameroon there, yeah. and that, that has a nice sweetness yeah. to it. So, so the, it should those take. Mi the Mirafels are doing it right now. 
So these are three things we're going to see in the future. Uh, I think the working ones are going to be Nicaraguan and African broadleaf, and I think the Dominican one goes away unless they end up cross-pollinating and doing something else. But the high demand for broadleaf, but this is real broadleaf. It's like when they grow Connecticut shade elsewhere. It doesn't taste like Connecticut. Some people like it Ecuador better, right? but it's still not Connecticut. They're trying to grow what tastes like this because of the demand for it. Um, but if they end up, if this thick leaf ends up working somewhere else, like Nicaragua, I can envision Altadas or whatever they're going to be called um, because they're holding on to their, their um, broadleaf, their domestic business part of it that makes backwards the bulk of every broadleaf that's made, I'm going to say 80 to 90% of every broadleaf that's, that's grown goes for backwards. Which is a shame because they're flavoring. What a shame. Right? You're right. What a shame. <laughs> but that's what they're doing and that's what they can. But what could happen is that there's a Nicaraguan broadleaf and this works and it'll be less money. And of course, they'll switch over to that, which would be great because this stuff will open up now right. to everybody else. So it's important of what ends up happening here with the other broadleafs that happen. Aren't uh, they messing around with Cameroon a little bit in Honduras? They are, yep. And Nicaragua as well. Yes. Yep. People are trying to do it. It doesn't taste like Cameroon. I actually had yesterday, Eric Wentworth from Hammer and Sickle Stop, I gave me a Partagas limited release from way back in the day in the, in the uh, white tube with the green lettering mm. on it. Sweet. You know, but there it is. There is Cameroon. And I know there's even Cameroon out there today that Fuente uses, Partagas uses. It's not like it used to be. It just doesn't taste like it used to be. It's close to what it used to be, where this other Cameroon that's coming out is trying to be what Cameroon is today. Whatever Cameroon used to be, that's... That's where you want to go. Yeah, that, that's what they should try to do. So that is uh, what I have total for the um, predictions of what I think is going to end up happening. Anybody want to add anything to that that hasn't already? No, and if that's the case, let's get to this classic day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving <laughs> bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Today I have three questions and one tiebreaker. I just had a feeling there was going to be a tie here today. Barry is our champion. I guess so. And it goes over to you, Barry. The National Football League, the NFL, players begin a 57-day strike. It was their first regular season walkout ever, and it happened today. What year? Ooh. The strike. 98. No, 98 was baseball. 2003. 2003. It's Sullivan? I had no idea. Really? I should know this, but I don't. I'll just go 86. 86. I have 2003 written down. 
Everybody's Over was 1982. Was it? Yeah, it was 82. I remember it. I remember it. It was a big deal. But uh, no points are awarded to anybody here. May God have mercy on your soul. Over to Mr. Jonathan. NFL Monday Night Football makes its debut on ABC TV. The game was between the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. The Browns won 31 to 21. Monday Night Football started today. What year? 1966. 66. 74. 74. 69. 69 for the point. 69 for Ed Sullivan. Barry, I threw you two softballs. Yeah, what was it? It was 1970. 69 took the point. Two softballs and over to Mr. Jonathan. Perry Mason, the television series, made its debut on CBS TV. The show was on for nine years, but the first episode of the first show was today. What year? Perry Mason. The uh, 1961. 61. 61. 61 again. 1954. 54 for the point, Ed Sullivan, and the win, it's 57. So, just as a point of clarification, I was the defending champion, and yet I never even got to start this whole week on a question. <laughs> really? Yeah, you won Barry, Barry to Jonathan. Oh. Back to Barry. All but right. I can still win under any circumstance. Yeah, Don't does, be concerned. It doesn't matter. Even the tiebreaker I think you would have got, which is uh, Bill Murray, American actor and comedian from Saturday Night Live, the Ghostbusters. He was born in Illinois, and he was born today. What year? 49. 44. 49, 44. 46. 46. Mr. Jonathan would have got it at 49. It was 50. Since really? it's the tiebreaker. That makes me the champion. No, it does not. No, you can be the champion in the last show of the year. All right. He studies. He's <laughs> studying now for that. Studying now the tricky tracker. I like it. I like it. I, Dave, you're not going to like this. Maybe that's part of it. He told me I wasn't going to like it. Screw you. I like it. The, uh, the cinnamon has subsided a bit, and it's more along the lines of a slightly less sweet lemonade. It's not overly sweet. But there is that lemony zing happening. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's smoother, more balanced than the original, which gives it the appearance of being not as strong. It's just a little beefier than a regular micarita. That's all, right? I think, I think flavor-wise, it's, it's a more muted version. It's more subtle than micarita. Mm. Micarita is a little more in your face. Listen, th this is a very good blend. Yes, it is. I enjoy it when I smoke it, but for me, every time I smoke it, I think, I wish I had a firecracker. <laughs> you want more of a punch, and I want yeah. the opposite of that. So I would say firecracker is stronger, no doubt about it. I can't, mm, I can't get through Not even close. Yeah, I agree. Not even close. Yeah. All right. That's the show. Um, remember, those were just guesses. We're just talking about what we looking through the crystal ball. None of that stuff is true, so don't be pounding on me and whatever. And it's funny. Sometimes I say to uh, bring up a manufacturer, they get mad at me, and then another year I won't, I'll, won't even mention that manufacturer, and they yell at me too. So just yell at me. Everybody's doing it. We will. Next show, we're celebrating our second anniversary here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And to help us with the celebration, Mr. Jonathan will stay away for the Woo! whole show. Thank Woo! you for that great anniversary <laughs> gift. 
Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.